Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Harukan! It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show for the third time to talk about all of the things going on in the world of NT Creates and more from Japan. Folks, please welcome back Matt Papa to Talk Time Live exclusive. What's going on, good sir? And good morning. Thank you very much. Good evening to you, sir. <laughs> Always get a kick out of that. It's just I know, right? I know somebody from I'm Japan. Being <laughs> the future man and all that stuff. How about that? So, first of all, I gotta let I gotta put I gotta put you on blast. Congratulations! You you've been doing a hell of a lot, um, not just Thank traveling, you. you know, or you know, just promoting into creates and all of the great retro games that they have come out with as of recent and damn sure the future. But I gotta plug you too. You lost a lot of weight, and you look great, brother. So congratulations to that. Thank, thank you very much. I think probably since the last time we talked here, I probably am about – when was the last time I talked to you? Like mid- might have been, It might have been two years ago. No. It might have been two years ago. Time wait, 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 wait. I can tell you. When, was Gun, when, when did Gun Vault come out? Gun Vault 2? Yes. Oh, no. I think we talked for the Switch version, right? No, I think it was the original version. Because Gunvolt 2 came out in 2016. Right. And I'm pretty sure I've talked to you since 2016. You know what? You may be right. You may be right because it was, way, it was a dual pack. Then, it was a dual pack. Yeah. So either way, since the last time I talked to you, I'm down about 40 pounds. Nice. Achievement unlocked, people. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I bought slim-fitting jeans for the first time in my adult life uh, <laughs> yesterday. It was pretty pretty wild. Like I don't, I don't know who this guy is, but he's welcome to stick around as far as I'm concerned. Achievement unlocked, millennial mode. But yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. I feel like a different person, in all honesty, in the best way. What exactly did you? I mean, not to go off track, but what exactly did you do? Did you, did you, what did you cut off in order to um, like? So I did, especially in the very beginning. I did a lot of very, very honest, very strict calorie counting. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what it came down to. And then. As you do that, the, the beautiful thing about for me that worked for me as opposed to like other diets and things I've tried in the past is that if you're if you're counting calories, you can still eat whatever you want. Yes, that is but correct. If you, as long as you're stable on the magic number, so naturally you know, stable people. <laughs> as you as you start to do it and you get a feel for like oh you know this can of soda has X amount of calories, yes. this you know twelve ounce steak has X amount of calories, whatever. You start to get an idea of like 
what works and what doesn't. And you start to understand the reasons why you're overweight in the first place. Right. Like for me, the biggest change I made was in my morning routine. Mm-hmm. As, you know, for, for many, 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 many years, I would start my day off with a big honking bowl of cereal. God, do I love cereal. And I'm a cereal fanatic. I ain't mad at you about and, that, though. <laughs> I'm a cereal fanatic. So this, this was like my kryptonite. Right. So I would start the day with a giant bowl of cereal and a tall glass of orange juice. And then ever since I've been in Japan, uh, the convenience stores here have these really good, like, cartons of, like, milk coffee that are just – they're so good. <laughs> and so that would basically be my day every day is right. big bowl of cereal, tall glass of OJ, milk coffee. Well, that little thing of milk coffee, it's like, you know, like a 12-ounce whatever thing of milk coffee. It's got, like, 200 calories. Yeah, that'll – yeah, and you'd be surprised with your daily count. That really adds up so fast on the smallest things or what you think is the smallest things. Tall glass of OJ, that's yeah. another 200 calories. Yep. And the, the biggest shock to my system, when I, I actually, like, okay, I poured myself my standard bowl of cereal that I've always eaten, and I measured out how much cereal it was. Mm-hmm. So I got, like, a little kitchen scale. And I counted up the calories. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're talking, like, 400-something. You add some milk, five, 600 calories. You put that all together, dude. You're talking a thousand calories before I even leave the door or leave the house, rather. Not only that, but people don't aren't aware, like on a daily basis, like you have to eat only but so much, depending on your weight, your height, and all that stuff too. That all yep. plays a factor, and that information, that loss of information, you know, you you're gonna do whatever the hell you want, but once you get informed of it, you kind of you kind of want to look out. <laughs> yeah. So that was a shock to my system, and I, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was like, well. I'm not the healthiest eater in the world, but I'm not like a train wreck either. I thought it was like kind of middle of the road. And then, you know, I, I, I ate what I normally would on a given day and just counted up all the calories. And it was well over 3000 calories. And I was like, well, no wonder why I'm overweight. We got to fix this. Do you ever use my fitness pal by any chance? I have a Fitbit. So, you know, similar or something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So, then I, you know, I did all the calculations, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is the amount of calories I burn in a day just existing, yeah. and I made it a point to try to stay anywhere from 500 to 750 calories under that yeah. each day. And I, over the course of like a couple months, I lost about 40 pounds. Um, I, I've, I've kind of stayed around the same weight for the past like month or two, yeah. So now I know like, okay, if I want to lose more, I've got to, you know, get more strict and ramp it up. But I mean. I'm down from like almost 250 to like this morning I was like 206. Awesome. So wow. <laughs> that's a night and day difference. That's UFC light heavyweight uh, level right now. <laughs> Good yeah. job. So that was, it's been a huge difference. Like I said, I'm wearing, I'm buying clothes in Japan that I was never able to buy before. Like I'm wearing, I'm wearing slim fitting jeans. Like who the, what, what is life? What the hell is going on? <laughs> You know, so it's it's pretty wild, but it's a it's a journey. I'm glad I glad I started. You know, yeah. I feel feel healthier both physically and mentally. Just yeah. it's just it's just a good thing to do for your body, and I'm glad I finally got the memo. And now you know now that you now that now that you know all this stuff, it's really hard. You you can't play dumb anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> like so now I'm so much more aware, and you know I just don't ha- and I don't I don't honestly don't crave some of the more unhealthy crap I used to eat regularly nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Like I'll maybe have like a sugary soda once or twice a month. Right. 
as opposed to like once or twice a day. So you're more – right <laughs> oh. now what it sounds like is that you're more mentally in zone right now to yeah. be able oh, to yeah. handle this Absolutely. discipline. Absolutely. It, it, it really does like – you know, I was overweight for most of my life. Yeah. And I, and I still am, but not nearly as badly as I was. No, so. I, I can tell you like it's a contrast from like the first time I actually met you like way back mm-hmm. to, to, what, to the pictures that I've seen of you taking on Twitter and everything. I'm like, my man. <laughs> well, thank you kindly. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's, well, one, but... of the, one of the best things about me asking that question is because my wife is a fitness trainer, so that she can easily hey. this will get her way to listen to my show for once. So, hey, hey, <laughs> she listens to nothing but health podcasts, so that's like yeah, I'm slipping away with if this. Got any tips, ma'am? I'm more than more than happy to to listen. Oh, more than <laughs> like, I, I, not a problem. She has no problem with looking out. So, but. <laughs> Let's talk some games here. You got one achievement unlocked. Let's talk about the other ones. And that is you working for the one and only Inti Creates. What I call, I, and I'm going to probably say this again, the king of retro, the king of side-scrolling retro gaming at this point. I would and like to believe that, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, you know, kudos to you guys over there. You guys have been pushing hard. Since the first time I, you know, I interviewed you and we, you know, you were working for this company. Yeah, yeah. Which was probably maybe what, like three, four years now? Yeah, that was probably some. That was probably around like 2015. Right, had to, right, um, exactly. Yeah. So within that time, I've always been keeping an eye on what you guys were doing, and it just seems like you're you're getting out there more and more with the help of Nintendo as well, pushing you guys <laughs> out in, in the Nindies. Yeah. I'm sure, sure that was a big help. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, Nintendo's been really good to us. They've been a great partner. Um, you know, the Switch, especially since the Switch has come oh. out. It's been a, it's been a big game changer for us. You kind of found a better um, platform to do your. Um... It really is. <laughs> it really truly is. Like, it, Switch has been very good to us, and it's been very good to a lot of developers. Honestly, yeah. um, you know, we we have a bunch of Switch exclusives, and even the stuff that we have that's not exclusive. Yeah. Does incredibly well on Switch. Like yeah. Curse of the Moon, for example. Um, when we we when we um, when we hit a hundred thousand downloads for Curse of the Moon, we released. Um, I'm not sure what the current numbers are, so forgive me. But when yeah. I know when we released the hundred thousand, uh, hundred thousand downloads like uh, milestone, we released like the sales data, like what systems can account for what. Because <laughs> you know, Curse of the Moon was on Switch and PS4 and Xbox One and right. PC and Vita and yeah. you know, kinds of stuff. Oh, uh, Vita. <laughs> so Switch accounted for like. 55, 56, 57-ish yeah. percent of all of Curse of the Moon downloads. Wow. Just Switch. And then everything else was in, like, the other 45%. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, since uh, I had the chance to play Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which I did invest in, and as well as <laughs> we, we're going to definitely talk about uh, Creates latest RPG uh, action side scroller Dragon Mark for Death, a game that I've been waiting to come out since you guys announced it back in E3. Yeah, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, both games, both games. I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm not big, a big Castlevania fan, but I love what you. I always respected the uh, the franchise. Sure, sure, sure. But I love what you guys have done because it's in essence of that. But you guys put in your own twist and kick. Yeah. In ways that like it's your own. It's like when somebody takes over a song that was that was sung by somebody else, but they totally owned it. Right. <laughs> That's right, how right. I felt about blood. Um, you know, Bloodstain. Uh, with that, and I, I really enjoyed that. And then Dragon Mark for Death just looks so awesome when I saw the previews of it on the uh, 
on the showcase for uh, for Nintendo over E3. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on this because this has the this is this the game just looks absolutely awesome. It's something a little bit more, uh, I would say, in, you know, aggressive <laughs> in a side scroll. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. you know, I finally got a chance to play it. I actually did review it. I highly recommended it to anybody who's into these, you. Um, you know, this type of scrolling. Because I felt like it was, a, it, there was a hybrid of different things going on with this game. Yes, yes, Can, yeah. Are sure. you able to tell our listeners as to what went into the making of Mark for Death, Dragon Mark for Death? So, Dragon Mark for Death has quite a history. Um, it, and I actually learned this after the fact, um, but Dra- Dragon Mark for Death originally started as a PSP title. Is that right? I'm not talking Vita. I'm talking no. PSP. The one that's in my closet right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, the idea for Dragon Mark for Death was birthed many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it went through a couple of different transitions. You know, the fact that it was a Vita, going to be a Vita title. Um, see, yeah, I'm saying Vita. Uh, PSP title. Right. Um, was actually never revealed. Actually, our my CEO Isaacson actually put that out on his Twitter like a couple weeks ago, right. um, and like for the first time, like that was public information. That's awesome. Um, That's really, I, really I, intriguing. I know it, so he posted it then too. So it was really funny. <laughs> um, and then you know, so Dragon Mark for Death was actually originally announced back in oh my goodness, I want to say 2011, right? Something like that. It was originally announced as like a 3DS title, right? And then right. I had. And then it kind of, I, I can't really divulge the specifics, but it basically went frozen for many years. Yeah. And it got to a point where we were in a position to basically, you know, give it the Phoenix treatment and, you know, bring the game out of hibernation and make it run on a current system, aka the Switch. Right. And so, you know, the, the Dragon Mark for Death is one of our most content-heavy games. Uh, you can, just taking a look at it, you can just see the amount of work that has gone into everything. Not just the, you know, not just the the the, the visuals, but the, the whole. Sit, you know, it's a, it's an action RPG. So. I think if anybody's actually played it, like I have, you can see how much depth. Like each, it's not like the the cool part I love about the game. And something I never mentioned in my review is that each mission that you go into the end and take on has mm-hmm. its own story. Yes. Written, yes. written like dialogue and everything in there. It's yes. like very well detailed. You don't see that much in a lot of games like that. Yeah. We didn't want it to just, you know, and that's where part of the RPG part comes in. You know, it's it's one thing, you know, be, you know we've made we make a whole bunch of side scrolling action games. But this has so many more elements you know, of the RPG elements from, you know. You know, from getting all the new equipment to yeah. you know the more the more fleshed out story. Yeah. Um. You know, all the different stuff. You know, you have to go around and do you know do certain things to trigger new quests and to trigger new events and you know you know just the use of everything. You know, when you level up, you assign you know stat points. To you can customize how you want to design your character. You know, do you want do you want like a damage heavy character? Do you want a more you know, vitality heavy character, whatever you want, that's up to you. Right. Um, so all these RPG elements that go, that goes, you know, in lockstep with all of the 2D action elements, you know, that people know and expect from us. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's been something really, you know, that we haven't done before. Well, not so, only that, I mean, just, I mean, thinking so intricately because you got four different characters, two per game, 
version, and each one of them play differently. So it, it, it changes the aspect of how you play the game. You literally, they are literally, they're literally nothing alike. No. Um, yeah, like each of them has the things they excel at, the things that they're weak at, um, and what really makes the game shine its brightest is getting all four of those characters together. Yeah. And tackling the game, you know, like a four-player. Which you know, I have, and I normally am not that much of an online person, but I think for the one of the rare times, I've actually had fun doing the multiplayer mode online, and and you know. Uh, and us doing a raid through all these like hard boss battles and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's like a total new level. Yeah. You know, playing the game single player is fun and it's awesome. Yeah. And then you you get the whole crew in there, and that's when you know it's a fundamental. It just it feels fundamentally different, but well, for the best. Well, the other thing too, the the stages, the stage design <clears throat> is made to accommodate each character in their own spe- uh, you know specific way. Which I which I thought was awesome too. It's like there's something there's some parts of the design that doesn't you can't use with per with a certain character. Right. <laughs> so like there's some parts where like only the shinobi can access yes. or only the warrior can access or only the emperor. You know the, so and then when and then when you have all everybody together, then you know and you can like split off and go down different paths and check new stuff. So it's you know that's the reason you know even even if you're playing like local multiplayer, everyone needs their own system because you know we don't want the reason the main reason why we did that because we get asked a lot like why isn't this like couch co-op why isn't it all on the same screen well because that would completely restrict the freedom that each character has and you know because you like i said you have the ability to go wherever you don't have to stay packed together but it does keep you uh, i love the fact that also you're right and i like i'm glad y'all did it that way because i love the fact that it does let you know where the person is at that time and then when the time comes it it pretty much, you know, puts brings people to that destination that they need that they all need to be to work together. Exactly. You know, a lot of times you'll see like a, you know, the shinobi. He's jumping, jumping all around, running all around, and going up different paths half the time. Yeah. You know, if that was all on one screen. It would completely. I feel like it would either restrict, you know, the places he can go, for example, or like you know, the shinobi goes off somewhere, and then you know, the empress goes off somewhere else, and you're doing all this stuff at the same time. The camera would be so zoomed out so you could see everybody. You would mean like a magnifying glass to, right, right. Uh, to see everybody. So, you know, so then I, I enjoy the fact that everybody can be the center of their own world while they play. And I think that, like, I understand the frustration with no lack of, with, uh, with not being able to play all on the same TV. But I think it would completely kill the multiplayer. But that's experience. where I think the Switch rocks because, like, yeah. you guys are playing in your own, your own systems. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I want to go back to what you were saying about, you know, the game being developed or worked on at around 2011. Yeah. Do you know or did they ever talk about how much of that was already developed before they put it on hiatus and how much did they had to develop um, when they brought it back? To be completely honest, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that was ever publicly divulged or not. So I can't really say here. Um, but what I do know is that, you know, once the decision was made, it's like, okay, we're going to resurrect this game and we're going to, um, you know, bring it to bring it to see it through. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you this much. The game looks and feels very different. When I first saw a working build of the game, when, you know, we revived the project. Yeah. Game you have played looks and feels very different from the one I saw. 
Uh, so a lot of work, you know, a lot of things were rebalanced, done again from scratch, completely reworked, rethought. Um, so it, it wasn't just like, oh, here's this game, you know, screw this in here, adjust this there, here we go. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure the dev team wished it could have been that easy. Yeah, but. Exactly. I'm, I'm figuring because they have more possibilities with the Switch and everything, they're like, no, oh, we yeah. need to add these other bells and whistles to it now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it definitely, I would say the starting line was closer to, the. I say the starting point for the dev development, you know, was closer to the starting line than it was the halfway point. I see. Right. If I had yes, sounds. I good. don't 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 uh don't quote them. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, again, playing this game in particular, mm-hmm. of all your games, I really do have a collection of NT Create games in my system <laughs> right now. I got like over like I, I don't know how big my memory card is, my um, card is in there, my SD card, but it's a lot of them have NT Creates titles in there. So I appreciate kudos that. Kudos to the uh, developers and everybody there. But um, you know, playing this one in particular. Mm-hmm. which I think may be one of my favorites of the bunch. Um, mm. I've really felt a hybrid of different experiences I've played back in the day. And I'm talking like yeah. a lot of Capcom favorites that I played. Some, like um, Bionic Commando, felt, there was a little bit of feeling up there. Of course, you know, some Mega <clears throat> Man love was in there. Some Castlevania love, a little bit of, you know, me, you know Metroid and, and many other ones. I, I even say, hell, like uh, the Capcom Marvel games, side-scrolling games from back then. There was a lot of hybrid feel you know nostalgia i had in here was there any classic games that the company looked at uh and wanted to implement into this game when they were doing uh, this i'm i'm not sure you know like specifics but you know every com- every game that's ever made always is looking at the past for inspiration mm-hmm. um and you know and you you will definitely see uh shadows of, of even other indie creates yeah. like you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, say how how much the Shinobi reminds them of playing as Copen uh, in Gunvolt 2. Yes. Or, or how the Empress's sword swing feels just feels good, just like Zero's did, and, you know, <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, She's you know, my I favorite, that, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so obviously, you know, it it, it is its own unique thing. Um, but, you know, I think every creator you know, is always looking for the past, to the past for inspiration. And, you know, Dragon Mark for Death is no exception to that. Right. Um, as opposed, as for what exact games were looked at for inspiration, I honestly am not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, we're, we're always looking for inspiration from all kinds of places. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, some of the things you mentioned were on there. <laughs> right, right. But I, the one thing I do love about the company is that it reminds me of... 90s hip-hop and i say this from a standpoint in a sense that in 90s hip-hop we kind of played i say we like i was in it but <laughs> they were, uh, you know 90s hip-hop paid a lot of tribute to the past like jazz and funk and all that stuff and implemented all of that into the new era you right. know and, and in some ways paying homage to that i feel like empty creates does the same thing in that respect and that's why I think where the company shines at. It really is like, don't for- yeah. love the future, but don't forget the past. And there's still a lot of fun to be had with the past. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, we here, we're a bunch of video game nerds, like, at the end of the day. Like, we, there's a very, very high concentration of people who love 
classic games here. Right. You know, we're fans too, you know? So um, those are the kind of games that many of us love, you know, in our hearts more than any other. Right. So those are the kind of games that we want to make. And so taking that, we, we have the best that we have the best of both worlds is where we can make games. I, I think I, I remember Isasan talked to me about this once and it was I was like, you know, actually that's such a great way to describe it. We want to make games, you know, we love these classic style games, and we want to make these games feel today like, you know, because when you when you imagine games you play as a kid, you know, you kind of have like the rose colored glasses, right? Yeah. You know, you, you, when it's a kid, you don't see like necessarily some gameplay flaws or weird translation errors or like stuff like yeah. that, or you know, all the things that all the all the blemishes that were there. But through through your big shiny kid eyes, you don't see any of that. But when we wear the modern day gargles, you know. So we want to make games that still give you that that invoke that same feeling, but just in the modern day, you know doing all you know in taking advantage of all of the you know modern enhancements and things you can do with modern games and i think no game better represents that than blaster master zero yeah you know you know what's so funny about that game i never really got into the original game i've played it many times but i never got really far you guys came out with zero and i was like so hooked on that and i really had a and the funny part was is that like i played the original shortly after i think from online mm-hmm. or something of that nature or no it was online or it was like the 3ds and i was like what is the like this is literally the same thing but it gives you a little bit more of what you had and i'm like why didn't i enjoy this in the past <laughs> well yeah i mean like and that's the thing you know it take you can take all the things that made the original nes game great yeah and dial it up to 11 and add all the conveniences and the modern day, you know, quality of life improvements. Yeah. And so actually, yeah, when, when I, when we finished development on zero, you know, I played through it a couple times and, With the I, actually went, and I actually right? went back, I actually went back and kind of did the same thing. I actually went back and played the original on NES and I'm like, woof, like the game's, it's still a classic and it's still amazing. Yeah. But you can see just how many improvements and things absolutely of life stuff that you can do on a modern system by comparison and you realize that like oh you know it's just a rehash or you know people like to say that you know when it comes to like you know reviving old properties but i'm like when you actually go back and play the original without your rose colored glasses you can see just how much has changed and just how many improvements right. have been um so and, and then that's the kind of stuff we love to do you know give that retro style experience with all the modern day quality of life and polish that we can deliver today Absolutely. and I think that's what a lot of people here strive for and really enjoy so. myself included oh sure absolutely so the company has also announced that there was a spin-off to azure Stri- uh, striker gunvolt entitled yes, gunvolt chronicles luminous avenger 9 can you give us a little info on what to expect when uh with this news of a new action scroller for with our favorite one of our favorite characters from that series so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna correct you just a little bit here before i begin it's actually ix is it really yes it is well kiss my (laughs) (laughs) to to be fair you're not the first person to make that assumption and you will almost certainly not be the last one i'm sure <laughs> so just to set the, just to set the record straight um yeah so, actually, uh, so luminous avenger x is a 
I guess you could call it like a spinoff um, of the Azure Tracker Gunvolt series that features, you know, kind of the series like I don't want to say antagonist, but kind of like antihero. He's a, he was more. He came off like an antihero to me. Yeah, like an anti. The, the series antihero Copen. Yeah. Who is like the star of the show? A favorite of many, <laughs> yeah. many fans. People like him. People like him. Well, his his gameplay is so much fun. His some of his character traits. Oh, I kind of slap him around a little bit, <laughs> but his gameplay is just you know you know satisfied chef face <laughs> you know uh it's so much fun so he he is at the forefront of the story this time yeah and you know this the, you know this takes place it's kind of like you know that's what it's called gunvolt chronicles because it's not part of like the main gunvolt timeline this is like a whole side type of story yes, situation it's its own thing and <laughs> I, I i feel for all of the gunvolt faithful out there because you know we announced this back in uh, May of last year at Bit Summit. Yeah. And everything's been quiet since then. So, you know, all the Gunvolt faithful, yeah, and I and understandably so, be like, well, God, just give me that X info, man. I need it. I need it. Because <laughs> what we did with X that we don't normally, that, and you, you'll see most companies don't ever really do, is we announced X very early. Because mm-hmm. we wanted the Gunvolt fans to know, like, hey, there's a new Gunvolt game coming, but it's going to be a little while. Because normally you would first announce a game when it's either done or very or close to done, you know, development-wise. Um, so you, you know, you so you can narrow down like release dates and like stuff like that and yada yada. When we announced X, you know, it's basically you know if you look at the trailer, it says now in development. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of not so much a, hey, this is game's coming out soon. It's like a, hey, this game exists. Yeah. And now, and uh, we announced that it was very, very early in the dev cycle. I'm talking probably less than 10% complete. Wow. Like really early. That confident y'all going to definitely have this out. <laughs> so, you know, we wanted the Gunvolt faithful to know like, hey, there is more in the Gunvolt world coming Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to keep y'all hanging forever. Right. So, um, but, you know, X has come a long way since Bit Summit, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm seeing, like, uh, I'm seeing all kinds of cool stuff awesome. on, on, the, on monitors all around the office. And uh, I, I, think, I think the Gunvolt faithful will definitely be pleased uh, with what they see with X. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm having fun with the project so far. And I definitely think people are going to be pleased with what they see. I know possibly it's you can't answer this question, but far be it for me to not ask. Sure, man. Are we going to see this in 2019? I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> or deny that. Um, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> then you know I, how I got to roll. I got to bring it up either regardless. Absolutely. Stir uh, the stone yeah, out there, see if it skips. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Um, what I can tell you is that, you know, the team, you know, the team is, you know, working full steam ahead, mm-hmm. um, you know, progress, you know, I'm seeing the progress. So I can tell you that it is being worked on Yeah. right here and now. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always good. And 
yeah, just I, I, I think I think you gunvolt peeps will be will be will be will be happy. <laughs> I, that's unfortunately that's about all I can say right now. That's enough said. I, that's all I expected anyway. But you got to throw it out there. <laughs> but um, let's talk about you and just traveling in general, because okay. I think you, the, if I'm right, 2018 was a heavy year for you, just traveling Ooh. consistently. You were making rounds across the U.S. and Japan, oh, promoting goodness. some event increase latest, you know, releases. What mm-hmm. were some of your favorite events to attend this uh, last year? Last year, all right, I gotta. My memory. So, so many is places you can't even remember. I have the worst memory and I hate it. So let me uh, let me uh, go down memory lane here and let's see. Because we had we had Pax East. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. I love Pax East. Pax East is one of my favorites because um, it's it has you know it has the the hoopla of Pax West. Yeah. But it's a bit more chill right. and and you know you know being a being a uh, Eastern Seaboard fella. <laughs> you know, uh, I see a lot more familiar faces at PAX East than they do at West. Right. Um, so that's always really nice. Um, let's see. Um, Bit Summit was a lot of fun mm-hmm. because you know that's where we you know we shadow dropped the Curse of the Moon. Yeah. On people's heads, like boom! Look at this. Thing, you know. Uh, so shadow dropping Curse of the Moon at, pa- at Bit Summit was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and the double whammy of that and the X announcement, you know, that was that was pretty freaking hype. Yeah. Um, uh, what was and, the one? What was the one that you and uh, Adam met up at? Uh, that uh, that was Anime NYC. That was okay. the last event we did in. That was the one we did for the first time. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, last year back in November, because um, you know we had never done an NYC event before yeah. as NT. And you know we didn't we never did it we have yet to do like a big anime show on the East Coast, and uh, you know credit to Anime NYC you know it was only their second year but they you know they hit around like thirty five k attendance That's a good so number. That, that already puts them in like the top ten attendance in like for like anime cons in the U S yeah because like there's Anime Expo which is like you know does gangbusters oh god yeah That's pretty then, much and, the, the, the prime you, one. We, we were at Anime Expo too. You know, we've been at, we we're at AX every year. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, that was a lot of fun too. Um, but Anime NYC, to their credit, you know, they went from like 20k in year one to like 35 ish in year two. That's a good number. And so and yeah, and then they seem to um, they seem confident that they're going to keep growing. And so it was kind of interesting to get on, you know, like the ground floor of an event, more or less. I mean, yeah. Like like on the mezzanine. um so uh you know that that was really nice for us it was really nice being you know not quite home but close um so that was really cool well with anime Uh, with anime like going further into the mainstream it's only going to get bigger yeah oh definitely definitely and you know a lot of our and it it works for most of our games yeah you know stuff like gunvolt stuff like dragon always Mm -hmm. does pretty well anime cons you know, games like um, – and obviously, like, Galgun does very well. Of in course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of literally nobody. It's the culture. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like stuff like Blaster Master and, like, um, you know, like, Curse of the Moon is – it does – sees a lot better results at, like, a PAX. Yes. Um, than, you know, stuff like Gunvolt does. Um, so that's why we, we do anime and gaming events for that reason because some of our games – tend to resonate more with the anime crowd and some of our games, you know, resonate, you know, the gamer, you know, the standard, you know, the, well, the more 
the gamer crowd yeah. tends to respond better to certain titles than others. So that's why we, we ideally like to do, you know, some, you know, East Coast gaming and anime, some West Coast yeah. gaming and anime. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, we do stuff. We do Bit Summit, which is a fabulous event. Mm-hmm. I've I've really come to love Bit Summit. It's Japan's like only indie gaming event, and mm-hmm. it's in Kyoto. And it's a lot. It's 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 pretty. It's still a small event, but it's it's gotten a lot bigger. And it, what what I really love about Bit Summit is that there are game industry legends, mm. legends that just walk around there, just like like <laughs> I'm just a person. Don't mind me. I just I created these amazing games, or I'm you know you know whatever. And uh, and it's it's really cool because you know uh, Nintendo of Japan doesn't do that many events, right? Um, so and uh, this is one of the very few events that Nintendo of Japan actually exhibits at because uh, it's right in their back. It's in Kyoto. It's right in their backyard. Um, so it's really cool to see what like NCL as we call them Nintendo of Japan. It's really cool to see uh, NCL is up to here because they're not they're not at like Tokyo Game Show. They're mm. never at TGS. Um So. It's really cool to see what they're up to and, you know, just rub elbows with a bunch of really amazing indie creators here right. and industry legends that you just see, like I said, just milling about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've, I've really – Bit Summit is one of – come to be one of my favorites. Plus, it's always nice to get back to the Kansai region, yeah. uh, which is where I first – when I first came to Japan many moons ago, that's where I lived. And I still really have uh, affection for that area. Yeah. And – God bless the Switch, man, because those plane rides are long. I'm telling you. I'm te- look. Oh, my God, dude. The, the Switch has been the single biggest difference in airline travel. Or travel over- in general. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, a long train ride here in Japan, too. It's the same thing. That, that thing has been like you know choir of angels sang and deliver you know i keep telling people i i I think there's going to be a big growth in nintendo this year in particular because of all the announcements that they made but i've been saying and i'm sure you've been saying too to so many people i'm like one this is the greatest nintendo system ever made by far it's definitely up there um it, it it very well may you know if if I take my nostalgia glasses off then it's hard to argue that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I had my feel of other um you know systems too from them but it's hard to deny what these guys have done. I think done with I this. think you know I because you know I think the, the the ones that have had the biggest impact just on the gaming world overall I think have been the NES and the Wii. Yeah, and 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 I think the switch. Well, from a sales, from a definitely from a sales and promotional standpoint, but I think just if you want to talk about just like straight legit power innovation. Oh yeah, I mean I I always look at it as like the effect it not just had on the gaming world, but just in like everywhere else too. Like the NES saved video games in North America. Oh yeah, it did. And you know the Wii basically. The the Wii somehow managed to find itself into the homes of people who would otherwise never a buy a whole new demographic, a gaming system. Yeah, I think of how many like old folks' homes and hospitals and schools and. I tell you, let me you know. let me tell you. I used to work for the Alzheimer's Association. We had a, like what we called a rec center and, and such, and the, the idea was to keep them active. You know, one yeah. of the ways that we kept them active. <laughs> Like some we get him some wee bowling. There man. you go. Exactly, exactly what we did. 
Yeah, and you know there was a bunch of them that did that. Mm-hmm. So I think just in terms of, and then the switch now is it's uh, it's genius, frankly. It is. It, it undeniably. It it, it it will definitely be in there, and and I, I honestly think by the time it's all said and done, especially if you know we you know that we can play more classic stuff on there. You know, you get. Super NES and you know 64 and oh, you know you get some of the older more classics games on there. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, I don't know or care how. Um, it would honestly be hard to deny. Yeah. <laughs> it be. I know. I better see a punch out in there of some form or fashion. Well, I mean, there's the arcade one. Yeah. You, can get you know what? They they, ner- they need to nerf that down. I, I have that. <laughs> oh, that's all. It's, it's hard as hell. <laughs> oh my god, it's hard as hell. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> But um, I mean, two. Qu- I'm gonna double give you a double question here. Sure. What was your favorite sure. game playing on 2018, and what are you most anticipating this year? 2018. Let's see. Because um, you streamed and ran through a lot of these things. <laughs> I did. Um, let me think here. Uh, well, obviously. Uh, I played a lot of Smash that came out at the end of 2018. Oh, good God. I'm still um, playing Smash. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, it's fabulous. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's fabulous. It's the epitome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I'm, like, brain farting here. Uh, oh, I feel so bad. I'm, like, legit brain farting here. Let me, uh, let me, let me help you out. Um, was 11 one of them? As in Mega Man 11. Yes, um, that was. It was so nice. Just as I, you know, I've been a lifelong Mega Man fan, and just it was so nice to see him make a comeback. And yeah. actually, and from what um, it seemed to do well, thankfully. Um, so you know, and another testament to the Switch having every single. Mega Man and Mega Man X game in existence mm. on one system. Yes, freaking rad. <laughs> Just saying. With the exception of the uh, the, the the power, the uh, what was it? The game? Because I think I have it for the uh, Neo Geo Pocket still. I, I still own it for Neo. What was oh, the, yeah, yeah. What was but the fighting just, game that they came uh, out with years ago? Power, yes. Power, yeah. And I'm um, like, that's the only thing that's missing from this whole entire thing. <laughs> I know, but you know, just have every numbered. Mega Man 1 through 11, and X. X through 8, mm-hmm. on one system. It's yeah. awesome. It is. It's, it's pretty freaking amazing. And again, you oh. can take it on the road. <laughs> oh, and I, and I did. Oh, did I ever. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that came out last year, and like I need to like see my game collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which, by the way, because you – are you strictly retro? Or do yeah. you venture out into the newer generation stuff? Oh, I, I do, I do. Um, I think it's, it's just I honestly, I honestly. I've known you for years enough to know that you're like primarily you're retro. Yeah, I, mean, I love retro games. Retro games is, you know, that's my thing. But you know, I do not hesitate to play uh, modern stuff. Like for example, like I played. Um, I got to get back to it. I kind of. Uh, this is what happens if, if there's games I can't. What will happen to me a lot, and this happened to me with, uh, I was playing. Um, was it uh, the Yakuza Zero? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I never played a Yakuza game before, 
and uh, oh, that was your first one. Huh? And my, I have this problem where, like, if I'm playing the game mm-hmm. and I stop for whatever reason, you know, if I have to go on a trip yeah. or some, you know, life gets in the way, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a really hard time going back. Yeah, it's like once, once the line is broken, it's like. <laughs> And I have to say, I was playing Valkyria Chronicles Four. That's another one I, I really, really liked. Yeah, um, I love that series. It's well, fabulous. especially with especially with something like, I can under, you know honestly I can understand what when it comes to Yakuza games because it's so heavy and continuity and de- and deep with yeah oh well, everything not, to do yeah it's not even just Yakuza it happens a lot with RPGs too yeah I'm like I'll be playing it and I'm into it and I'm rolling and then something will take me away for a while mm-hmm. and I just get. I don't know why I have such a hard time going back mm. after I'm disconnected for a while. It's weird, I know. <laughs> like, no, I, you, I've I had I've had games. I had open world games like that where it's just so big of the experience. If I can't, you know, focus on it right then and there, it's only rare for open world games that I've been able to uh, not do that too. And maybe Spider Man was one of them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, there, it's and maybe Fist of the North Star was the other one. I think last year. But otherwise, yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, it happens to me a lot with a lot of RPGs, and I feel so bad that it does. Cause like, yeah, like well, with I've, you traveling like, too, I'm sure that has a factor in it too, because you need something. You want a game, but you you can't dedicate too much to something of that nature. So you want you need a pick up and go game. Yeah, so a, a lot of the stuff I end up playing is things I can pick up and go on. Yeah, um, and a lot of times when I try to play a more long game, you know, like an RPG. Um, it's so hard for me to see it through. Yeah. So, and it's unfortunate because um, there's so many good ones that came out, you know, like Octopath Traveler. That's another one. Oh, um, yeah. That's a beautiful, that's a really, really beautiful game. I was playing game. Octopath. I was rolling. And then I, I wasn't able to play for like two weeks. And yeah. then it just like, uh, uh, just, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it just happens. I don't know why. It drives me crazy. Like I got to find some way to like beat that. Whatever the hell that makes my brain do that. Right. So, all right, let's talk E3. Let's definitely talk E3 because, you know, last year was pretty was pretty damn good. But this year is going to be something interesting this year because Sony has opted out of presenting this year, which many believe provides a huge gap of opportunity for other companies to, uh, uh, for, to shine. You mm-hmm. guys especially. Does does your company see this as an opportunistic or, you know, thing to really push um, your brand? Or do you guys feel like you got to perform the same type of strategy going in? Yeah, that, that's honestly a really good question. Um, one that probably Isosan could answer better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I... The, unfortunately, the trend with E3 in recent years has been you've been seeing a steady decline yeah. in E3 attendance and, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, it got to a point where, you know, they started letting in non-industry people yeah. you know, to help fill some of those gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, e, e, you know I, we always think, you know, growing up, we remember E3 being like the thing. The, yeah. Almost like the, 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 the gaming equivalent of, of San Diego Comic Con, pretty much. Yeah. So, it, but it's so much different now because you know you have, you know, with just once the internet took off, really, and then people can reliably, you know, you don't have to go to E3 to see a Nintendo presentation. They do directs. They do showcases now. You know, and you know, any any other company can do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. So I think E3 still has merit. And I personally love going to E3. Yeah. Um, but as opposed to if, like, we're, like we're never. I don't think. I mean, maybe we will have 
that would mean we had some ripper in success at some point. Right. Um, but you know, we're not really in a place to like do like a giant conference like you know, like a Sony or a or a Microsoft mm-hmm. or something like that. We just we're just not big enough of an operation to do something like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, we're not going to replace Sony in the East. No, no, not, not, not in a sense, like not, that, not in a but, sense, but like, I'm thinking maybe like uh, they'll focus on indie gaming more now. I honestly hope so. I honestly hope so. You know, E3 is very AAA dominated. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you know, they're the ones who, you know, they pay for the big space and, you know, so that's, you know, it's, that's, that's their prerogative. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but you know, there really isn't a lot of. There isn't that much of an indie presence at E3. It's gotten better. It's gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, indie games <coughs> have become such an integral part of gaming as we know it now um, that, you know, I hope that, you know, these amazing indie creators can become a bigger part of a show like E3. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I am always, you know, I'm very ex- I'm very curious to see what Nintendo is going to have there this year. Yeah. Um, you know, the past couple years have been amazing, you know, just seeing the, you know, the uh, the Smash setup they had last year and the Breath of the Wild setup that they had. It's just so freaking cool. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm very curious to see what they're going to have this year. And you mentioned you mentioned like Nintendo Direct. Like, do you get really excited about those? Um, pre- Absolutely, dude. Dude, like I don't, people past- don't understand that it, it's an epic event when you when, it, when it Nintendo is. Direct. Because they they know how to promote so well and create- I, I wish I had their their promote knew their promotion foo like oh. and like because people care and but they give you a reason to they they make it so epic and especially when they do like announcements and certain things that'll pop up like the recent Nintendo Direct that just came out I am so excited about the things that are coming soon. Dude, I I I I I will admit that. Uh, when I saw the Link's Awakening trailer, oh, I, I, I was I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. I um, that was one of I, that was one of my favorite uh, Zelda games. And let me tell you, when I saw certain some of those familiar scenes, oh my god, I I couldn't I couldn't even like I was a mess. I, like Link's Awakening is my favorite Zelda game. It's, and it's, a, probably, it's a fan favorite. It, it's in my top ten most impactful favorite games of all time yeah it's one of the ones i beat i actually <laughs> I, I didn't beat all of these zelda games that i've ever played but that was one of the ones that was near and dear to me because i beat mm-hmm. it mo- not just one time multiple times when i had the so, game boy same. that game when that game came out i was like you know it came out in 93 so i was like yeah. you know eight years old mm-hmm. and that game completely and utterly captured my sense of wonder and imagination and uh that I just I can still remember I can still remember the impact that game had on me today, mm-hmm. and just see I, you know that's one of the games you never nobody ever thought would basically ever see the light of day again in like some new way, because you know it was a one and done story right literally so, it is reborn, <laughs> so seeing it reborn like this like I honestly never thought I'd see the day and yeah. like I just I I couldn't even <laughs> my yeah. ability to even was compromised. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo, for that in that, in that case. Oh my God, I cannot wait to see more of it. And like, <laughs> oh, it's 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 great. And I, the art style is so cute and fun, and I think it works perfectly for that setting. It does. It feels like the Game Boy graphics come to life in like modern day, and I love it. it well, that's exactly what it is. And 
I, I just I nobody saw this coming, and I, and this is the, yeah. like this is not the first time they've done that where they like nobody saw this coming. They did. Nope. I, I remember when they did Metroids. Nobody knew a new Metroid game was coming out, let alone nope. two of them. Nope, nope, <laughs> not even a little bit. So came out. That's that, that's why I was just like, oh my god, like, like, <laughs> nobody, because it, nobody even didn't even smell it coming, didn't but, see it coming, didn't hear it coming, just. The one thing Link's I, awakening straight to the face, and it was just great. The one thing I, I can definitely tell people, and, and what I love about what I try to tell people who are have yet to get a Switch or has, or is thinking about getting a Switch, when Nintendo comes out with these Nintendo Direct presentations and mm-hmm. these showcases, they not only present and, and give you like a surprise deal, they also give you the exact date of when these things are coming out. Yeah, it's nice. You don't it's see nice. that in, in in like PlayStation and Xbox. You barely see that. They it's always saying coming soon. I see more due dates of yeah, these games give a coming lot. out. You see some like 2019, like Link's Awakening is like 2019. Well, no, you definitely see that, but, but you when you, yeah, you do get a lot of exact dates, which is but nice. When, even if they say 2019, it's not nine and a half chances out of ten there will be it, it, it's coming out. Yeah. The only thing that I think they've ever had a problem coming out was recently was talking about uh, Metroid, and you know which is a rare thing. And you know, yeah, it, it, to their credit, they apologized for it. They didn't hide away from it. I respect yeah, them even more they, because of it. You know, as you know, stuff happens. We'll keep this. We'll keep this uh, PG rated. Stuff happens, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's all. All you can do is you know just. I, and I think you know, you know, being a being a fan. And and being on the industry side, mm-hmm. I think you know that's honestly the best thing you can do is be honest with people. You say that, but I know companies out there, 2K Games, that actually have done the total opposite. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to throw shade. I'm not going to make any <laughs> accusations. But oh, no, no, no. You just sit down. Uh, I'll take care of that. Because, <laughs> but you know, it's, but there are other companies that have. And, you know, any company anywhere will do what they think is best for them and. You know that's just how that goes, but I think you know as someone who represents a game company, yeah, um, I am I I always am honest. I we I never lie to our fans ever. Um, you know, obviously, there are some things we can't tell. We can't always tell people every last detail. Right, right. And, nor you have to. But who like they want all the details, and I'm like, well, you know, NDAs exist, dude. Like, sorry, that's not possible. But right. You know, but you know, I I I always divulge as much information as I am allowed to. And I never like I will never say like oh this thing's happening, but right. I know it's or like you know. I I would just think you don't have yeah again uh, you know NDAs in in be it all and everything, but you st- I think that if something goes awry, and and fans are wondering what's going on and what they pre-ordered and what they put their hard-earned money into, like address them in a way that like you respect them, and yeah. I do appreciate the way that. You know, the guys on, you know, anybody, but in particular, those guys who were working on who was working on Metro Prime 4 addressed it. And it was so humble about it. And you you just had to really respect what they were doing. It's like, you know what? I dig this. Keep on. Keep up the good work. It'll come out sooner or later. Stuff happens. You know, and all you can do is, you know, set the course the right way. The best Absolutely. you can. You know, that's that's all you can do. And so, given like, a track record, we don't I, I don't have any problem with this. Yeah. I mean, like we even have like just for example, like we. Um, in the in the Dragon Mark for Death patch we put out the other day, there was actually a new bug popped up mm-hmm. uh, that was causing issues. And so, you know, as soon as we realized it, uh, you know, we put out an announcement right away. Thank you, by the way, for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's how I try to do things. If I if we know there is a problem and this is going to affect people, 
mm-hmm. like you know, then you know we will tell them as soon as we are able to. Absolutely. Um, so you know that's that's how I run this ship, and I think, <laughs> and you know, as a fan, that's how I would want. I I I try to be the person I want to see as a fan. Right. You know that if that if that makes sense. No, it makes uh, every bit of sense. It's called empathy. <laughs> so that that's what i always strive for i'm not sure if i succeed all the time but that's what i strive for i mean you can only do what you can do in the best way you can do I mean, it. nobody's perfect but no you know, that's what i strive for much to the internet's dim- uh dismay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, i do want to thank you again i mean I, I, as always i really extremely appreciate it you're like Honestly, you're a hero to me. Give oh, me. come on. Well, just not only just, you know, not to toot your own horn, but just for a lot of reasons. But, you know, I know your story. We've talked about that story. And I, just, it, is, it is crazy. It's like, just, you know, just the first time bumping into you at uh, Philomoca and, you know. Yeah. You know, at Cutman's release party. And, then you know, like it, it's crazy how with the directions life can take you. You know, it's funny. I still actually have that um, that card, that, the uh, laminate. Like, <laughs> nice. The, it's still, uh, hanging, it's, it's my, still hanging up my, in my office. I'm back home somewhere with all my stuff, but I definitely, yeah, I don't get rid of any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but seeing your story and um and Tron's story and, you know, give her my regards, by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And just your stories are so inspirational, man. And I, it, it keeps me going. Uh, it, it's, it's honestly, it's so humbling because like, I, I, I never look at myself that way and like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think like, oh yeah, I did this big amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, I, that's just not me. <laughs> and like, you know, you tell me something good I did, I'll be the first person to tell you. Eh, eh. <laughs> that's just that's just the kind of person I am. That's and, what I expect like, from you. But with that and, said, no, and, you know, you so guys are awesome. <laughs> when you know, it's 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 so it's so humbling to to hear words like that. Like, honestly, sometimes my brain doesn't even really know how to process it properly. Like, like wait, me, are you, are you sure you didn't get this the wrong, are you sure you're this, are you sure about that? Like, Move over. I was know. talking about the other guy over there. <laughs> you know, so I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you. Uh, it's, it's incredibly humbling. And I just, you know, it, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, cause the, you know, there are, you know, there are plenty of days where, you know, things are things are really tough and I'm like, Am I doing this right? Am I doing a am I doing good? You know, you know, we all have those days, right? So, you know, it's uh you know you know, hearing such kind words like that, it's those are the kind of things that really keep you going, you know, during the really tough you know, Absolutely. when you're when you're when you're crunching with your head down and buried into an Excel sheet and you know oh, yeah. And how you're going to get all this stuff done and just, you know, like, oh, did I – yeah, I can go on forever. But No, I, I, here's something that I always tell my clients. I tell my clients all this all the time when I, you know, work with them for graphic design purposes and branding promotional purposes and all this stuff. And, yeah. they're, and they're busting ass just like you bust your ass. And I got to tell people because I learned this in psychology when I was studying in school. And it's something like – almost like a self-efficacy type of thing. It's like you mm-hmm. got to stop. You have to stop or somebody has to stop you to allow you to turn around, look at everything that you've done, because sometimes you when you're running forward, you get tired, you get fatigued and you're wondering, like, how much more can I do? What have I done? Am I doing enough? If you turn around and see how far and how many miles you put into your work, it energizes you again. And you need 
I, I need to do that more. <laughs> it, 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 so it's hard because you're always on forward, and it's it is hard. I mean, I tell myself I'm talking about this now, but I tend to do that myself, and I gotta. Yeah, yeah, you man. Know, it happens. So I mean, I'm I'll be more than happy to you know remind you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I do have one more question, and then uh, just an end off question, and we can give you your plugs from there. But you know, like I said at the beginning, you know. Indie creates, in my eyes, and thumbs, <laughs> are, are you guys are the side-scrolling kings of indie gaming, in my opinion. You guys have grown, you know, exponentially as far as awareness of your brand and everything, uh, Vault of the right. done. <laughs> Why your characters have ventured outside of the scope of, uh, you know, of, you know, the gaming industry. I, oh, wait, Blade uh, Strangers is what I, I own, too. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I finally got a chance to see them in fighting form. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was really cool. Yeah, it really was. And it's beautiful, too, by the way. Um, yeah, fun. But also, I mean, like, has this allowed you guys to think about even, you know, are, are there any, in other words, are there any plans to get out of your comfort zone and venture into other gaming uh, genres? Um. Um, there, I can tell you this much. There are always ideas being kicked around. There are, I've seen so many different proposals and, you know, like, uh, idea sheets and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we, we are, you know, I think, I think that, you know, I can't speak for any other company, but I think that probably happens a lot, you know, yeah. at, at studio. Um, obviously we can't make them all. Um, but you know, I've, I've always, you know, over the years, I've seen some really, really, really cool game design docs and, mm -hmm interesting stuff that you know uh we always we can't we can't always put forth but um so i i couldn't say like oh yeah we're planning on doing a nba jam like game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starring gun vault like, that would be really cool granted but you know i can't Can you imagine you know, be like rival school like uh, arch rival burner. but you know there's always ideas being kicked around like you know in Whoever thought a company like Indicates would make a game like Galga, right. for example. So you never know what will pop up. So we are definitely not adverse to branching out into other genres. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's one of those things like if the fit is right and we have, you know, our big criteria when developing a game in-house is like, okay, there's an idea or, you know, say like, you know, like Blaster Master, like, you know, Sunself wanted to work with us and one of the – one of our creators said, oh, my God, yes. I want to helm this project. Mm -hmm. He did, and there you go. Right. So uh, it's a, there's always factors that go into it. Um, so we'll see. It, is, is it possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Is this something I can promise? No. <laughs> <laughs> Final question. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Anything we should look out for? Actually, no, it's not a final. I got a bonus question for that. But anything we should look out for uh, for the company going down the line aside from X? Uh, well, we're definitely um, next month it, uh, is uh, Dragon Mark for Death uh, physical release on uh, the 26th of March. So for those of y'all who like that physical media and can't be bothered with those eShop purchases, <laughs> uh, that is for you. Um, that's you people. Available. <laughs> you can actually pre-order that now, like on Amazon, GameStop. Um you know, the usual suspects, Target, Best Buy, I believe, right. have them as well. Um, and then right around there, we're releasing, um, if you have the this, the um, additional Quest DLC pass, mm -hmm. um, uh, that is when the uh, additional storyline comes out called the Dragonblood Bandit. Yes, yes. Um, which is like a series of like, I want to say like, don't quote me on this, not gospel, but around like 10 quests, like 10 brand new quests that oh. tell a whole cohesive story like right. a new story um so that's coming out at the end of march 
as well. Um, obviously, X is on the horizon, mm-hmm. and um, we have some really, really cool stuff planned um, that I think people will very much uh, like. And um, that's about all I can share right now. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, bonus question, last question here. Yeah. Somebody had to go away on a trip. Mm-hmm. They can only play one NT Create game. <laughs> and not only one. Oh, only man. Only one. Oh, ma'am. What would you recommend to them? Well, they're going on a trip. I'm going to assume they have a Nintendo Switch. Of course. That's that's kind of a smart smart person thing to do. <laughs> um, of all... You know, it still stands out to me to this day gunbolt one is holds such a special place in my heart not only because it's a fabulous side-scrolling action game yeah and it sets the tone you know it's the first in a series it sets the tone for the whole series yeah um but you know for me personally is you know it's the first game i ever localized so Mm. it holds extra special place (laughs) for me so i would say pick up that azure striker gunbolt striker pack for switch and that was a smart. Have, that was a smart answer because you get both of them. <laughs> exactly. You get a twofer. You get that twofer. You get two amazing games. Um, honestly, I think that would be. If I had to pick one, I would probably say that. I say you had the smartest answer ever. That's some like somebody told me once. Like, if I had to pick like one food to eat, what would it be? And I said, Singapore made fun noodles. It has egg. It has pork. It has chicken. It has shrimp. It has, yeah. it has multiple amounts of different foods, so I can enjoy different things all in one pack. Smart, exactly. smart answer, Matt. Thank you so very much for joining me, hey, Matt. Pleasure, man. Always, always fun to talk to you. I, I really do hope to have you back on and uh, look forward to seeing what you guys are going to do next. And please give my regards to the entire team. Uh, they have done a tremendous job. They have helped me in my Nintendo Switch experience even, even much, much more. And a lot of it is owed to NT Creates. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm, it's always a pleasure. And uh, uh, you'll definitely be uh, seeing me doing the, you know, convention circuits starting up soon, man. So uh, we got to, I tell you what, we got to definitely uh, connect. Next time you come down to Philly, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if you're meeting up with like uh, if she, if you're meeting up with Shub and all of them, because I'm uh, I'm going to be connected with them pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully, um, we'll see what happens with like too many games this year. Yeah, um, obviously, you know that's my hometown convention, so I would definitely love to get back to that if I can. Um, you know, uh, if you find yourself up at PAX East, um, that's pretty much a sure thing as well. Yeah, I got to make target destinations for bo- for both of those, especially too many games. That's, that's one I. I've known people who've gone, and you guys included, have gone there so many times. And yeah, you know, definitely so, don't sit on that. If you're if you're a Philly area video game loving person, do not sit on too many games. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and Mega Ran goes comes there every single year. It's like it's grown a lot over the past couple years, yeah. and it's definitely turned into something really cool. Awesome. So yeah, definitely I'll do that. But uh, right now, give you the opportunity to uh, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can find Into Create. So by all means. Go for it. Yeah. So for so for official business, uh, you can find uh, Inti Creates on Facebook. You know, if you just look if you search Inti Creates um, at Inti Creates E N on Twitter, uh-huh. uh, we have uh, we have a Twitch channel as well that we do streams every other week on. So it's also uh, Twitch.tv slash Inti Creates E N. Um, and then as for me, uh, I post about random crap and. 
<laughs> Shoot anime girl gifs on, uh, at megamat77 on Twitter. And I'm also I I also stream uh, usually like at least once or twice a week on uh, Twitch at uh, again twitch.tv slash megamat77. And I'm play, actually playing through uh, Link's Awakening right now. The uh, the game. <laughs> you prep it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, as uh, I played it, what was I played? Uh, Katamari Reroll before yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I play I, I play all kinds of different stuff. I still on can't there. believe that's on the Switch. Oh, it's great. I, I re- like that. That's a, that was an exclusive PlayStation game at one point. I really hope they do they they do the same thing for We Love Katamari as well. I'm really <laughs> hoping. But um, yeah. So yeah, Mega Matt Seven Seven on Twitter, Twitch. Um, that's pretty much most of my public facing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those two things. And, uh, yeah, again, thanks again for having me and I'm going to go answer some emails and get some lunch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode all the way from Japan on behalf yes, of myself sir. and Matt Papasan. All I got to say is learn to let go, live life and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents talk time live. We are out of here. Take care and sayonara. Bye. episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.